Welcome to another episode of The Weekly Warrior, where we discover the warrior within. I am your host, the one and only Connor Edelbrock, here to shock you into your true warrior. This week, I interview Nikki Corcoran of Heights Yoga Project, who's pursuing her long-standing dream of one day opening her own yoga studio in the heart of Grand Rapids. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Connor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for being on today. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. So we're going to jump in with our first question. And I'm curious to know, when did your love for yoga first begin? Um, Actually, it started all the way back in high school. Okay. Um, so just briefly, I took, I think all the seniors and everybody was taking like all these AP classes and like preparing for college. And <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do. And <laughs> so I took a lot of electives instead. I took like photography and there was like a dark room I took. Um, and one of the classes was a yoga and Pilates class <laughs> in my high school. So um, I took it and I really just like, I loved it so much. And I, it was in the morning. Um, so I started the day, it was every other day it was Pilates and then the next day would be yoga. And so I like tapped into it then. Um, and I danced my whole life. So I did ballet and modern. And so it just felt really natural and, um, it made a lot of sense to my body. And then, um, when I went to college at central Michigan, um, they had yoga classes and a bunch of different other fitness classes, and so I started taking yoga and ended up just really, really loving it. So that's kind of where it started. It was just like nothing in a studio setting, um, you know, a little bit younger and just kind of felt really natural to my body. Oh, Nikki, I forget that you were a dancer. Yeah, I know. I do too sometimes. I forget. <laughs> what do you feel like is the correlation between dance and yoga? Um. So... When I was dancing, I did a lot of um, modern and ballet, and so that was kind of like a foundation for me. Um, I didn't do a lot of like hip hop or you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't move like that very naturally, <laughs> but it was very, um, it was just very flowing, and it, it, um, I'm not sure how to explain it as far as like that aspect goes, but um, yoga, when I got on my mat, it felt like a dance. It felt like I was moving on my mat. It felt like um, it's very similar, except for you're not like going across the floor and you're not, you know, somebody's telling you how to move. But um, yeah, it just felt like a dance on my mat. Oh, that's a good way to describe it. I like (laughs) that a lot. Yeah. So Nikki, I'm really excited to hear about your story and your journey with Heights Yoga Project. And I want to know, when did you decide that you wanted to open your own yoga studio? Ooh, um, so when I was in college, I um, decided that I wanted to take yoga training um, because I really got into it, you know, in that studio or when I was in um, taking fitness classes and I started dabbling in one of the yoga studios in Mount Pleasant, Own Bodies, and really enjoyed the atmosphere there. And I thought, um, 
about getting more serious about it. And I thought I'd really love to teach. And so I actually back up a second. I, um, during my internship at central, I, they were like desperate (laughs) for a yoga teacher and they knew that I really liked yoga. So they offered to pay for like a weekend long training and just to kind of like get me in there because they really needed somebody. And I was like, okay, sure. So, um, so I did that and started teaching just really basic classes in like a gym setting and I ended up really liking it and wasn't sure I would just because, um, you know, teaching is different than practicing. So, but I enjoyed it. It felt really natural. It felt like just, I don't know. I made a lot of sense to me when I, when I would project my voice and I hated public speaking, but for whatever reason that felt different, I felt really confident. So that's when I decided I was like, I'm going to explore this a little bit more and go deeper into my training. And I remember walking into that studio, um, for my first night of training, it was kind of like orientation. We got our packets and I remember specifically saying to the owner of the studio, I think I want to do this someday. And, um, that was a while ago. And that was a really bold thing to say because I had no idea what it really took to be, you know, a yoga teacher, um, a business person. I still don't really know, (laughs) but it was just crazy that it was like something just, just fell out of my mouth and I didn't even really mean it to happen. It just, that's just what I wanted to do. And I knew it. So kind of way back then, that's, that's when it started for me. Wow. That's really cool that so early in your training that you Mm -hmm. walked into the studio, it already felt like home, like your realm. Right. And you, you said it out loud that early. Yeah, I did. And that was bizarre to me because I mean, we really hadn't even gone into the training, but I thought I really feel at home here. I feel like this is something that I could do and thrive at. And then, so I'm curious to know, so you started your training. Yeah. You got some experience teaching yoga classes. Yep. When did you start to really pursue this idea of being a business owner and wanting to open your own studio? Okay. So that part came a while later. (laughs) Um, There was a lot of responsibilities and things that I felt I had to do or, um, you know, was already involved in. I, um, I'm married now and I was married back in college. So I kind of um, went to school a little bit later. And so I had this kind of this pressure that I put on myself that I should, you know, do all of these things. Um, so one of them was finish my, my education and I'm glad I did. I, you know, I went for public health education for my undergrad. And then that summer after my internship, I, that's when I started pursuing the yoga training. And so that summer I was just living in my bliss. I was teaching and training and, you know, coming to classes, taking classes and just like in this heavenly state of this is what I want to do, but making like zero dollars, you know, so mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out what the next step was. I was waiting for my husband to finish, finish his school. Um, so then we could kind of head out and figure out the next steps. And, um, and then I get a call and um, it was an invitation to, work as a graduate assistant, um, (laughs) where I did my internship. And so, you know, they are going to pay for my school and I work in fitness and wellness and get paid for that as well with a stipend. And it sounded like, like a golden opportunity that how can I possibly pass this up? Um, and it was really actually very difficult for me to say yes, because 
didn't want to do it. I didn't feel like I fit the mold. I didn't care to go myself or finishing that was as far as I ever wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never, I never saw myself, um, getting a master's degree or moving on in that type of work field. But, um, I guess it was, you know, I did well in my internship and they wanted me back. So, you know, I talked about it and I was, had to leave the kind of yoga environment for a little while. And I went and did a graduate assistantship, um, for two years. And uh, so that was where I was at for a couple of years. And I still tried to, you know, maintain my practice and taught at, and um so I was still to do a little bit of that but finished my education and that was really really hard a couple of years for me um I just never quite felt like I fit in I never quite felt that this was the right space for me um I did the job but just wasn't very wasn't very happy it didn't feel like me um just felt like I was trying to like force something that wasn't that wasn't me and Mm -hmm. just kind of almost had that regret of like I should have just kept you know being a hippie yoga and so that was really really tough um and actually that's where I met you Connor and you kind (laughs) of really helped (laughs) help me get through that last year but um anyway so that was that was quite an intense couple years um so to get back to your question I finished those two years and got my master's degree I did it did my thesis blah 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 Um, and then my husband and I moved to Grand Rapids. He finished his, um, three-year contract in Mount Pleasant. And we really felt like we want to move to Grand Rapids. We had some friends and family out that way. And, um, just always, every time we went there, we just felt alive and we felt like this could be a place where we could raise a family and we could start a life. Um, so we did. So we moved out here and that's where I'm at now. Um, we bought a house. We, he started his job and I was kind of, trying to figure out what to do. I was networking and reaching out to a bunch of yoga studios and seeing if I could just pick up some classes and ended up, you know, like working a random customer service job in retail and thought like, this is fun, you know? Um, And then I took a job. I actually applied for a a corporate wellness position and I kind of thought like, well, why not? You know, I have the experience. I have this, you know, degree that I should probably put to use in the way that I'm supposed to put to use. And um, so I ended up getting this job with um, a really large company and planning their fitness and wellness programs out in Zealand um, for about a year. And I so this whole time, I met this amazing company, they treated me very well, very, very incredible people that I got to work with. Um, in retrospect, it sounded and looked like like the perfect job for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but it still felt like there was just something inside of me that wasn't quite right. Um, yeah. uh, Yeah. It just was, it was like just this shy of perfect. Like it was just, something is not right. And I just kept thinking like, I need to just suck it up and just, just be an adult and have this job and just do this thing. Um, you know, and just be here. Yeah. It just felt quite right. And during the time at this company, I, um, pregnant with my first um my daughter. and you know I never I enjoying working there and I worked the entire you know pregnancy and I uh, was commuting a half hour there and back and and then um because I had been there less than a year I got about six weeks maternity leave and um jumped right back in I sent her to daycare full days wow. um and that was just a whirlwind for anybody who's experience, is experiencing motherhood and trying to figure out the work-life balance. Um, 
and it wasn't, you know, there was parts of it where I, I felt that mom guilt of like, oh my gosh, like, I remember one day I was trying to, you know, breastfeed, I was breastfeeding. And so I was like pumping and trying to create enough supply for her. And then um, I remember walking into daycare to come pick her up. And I saw, you know, this lady holding my daughter with my breast milk that I made in her hand and like feeding her. And I'm just like watching this, like that should, she should just be with me. Like, this is just (laughs) stupid, you know? And so, and that was really hard because I, I just was like, well, should I be at home? Like, is that really what I want? Um, anyway, so I just, you know, was questioning going back and forth. I never thought that I was going to leave this company just as I was like, okay, I'm, we're doing good. My reviews have been good. And, um, and then, yeah, I started talking to my husband about it and I was like, I just, I don't know if I can keep this up. I, you know, I just really, I, I never thought about like leaving, but this is just kind of ridiculous. We're paying this much for daycare and I'm like, driving and commuting and pumping and like just Mm -hmm. I don't think I can keep this up and I'm not I'm not in it anymore like my heart is somewhere else like I really feel like I need to be with her more she just keeps changing and growing and I'm missing it and so we kind of did some math and calculated what I was actually you know coming home at the end of the week with and we were like blown away we were like oh my god this is stupid you know like how I'm just bending over backwards to like get to this job that I like, but it's not necessarily this like end goal dream thing. And can we make it work while I'm at home for a little while and just pick up some classes? Um, yeah. So we, you know, I made a really difficult decision and left that company. Um, and that was really, really hard. It was a great company to work for really great people. I met a lot of, I made a lot of friends and um, it was hard. It was a difficult decision, but I, I definitely felt like it was the right thing. I had that like remorse of like, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I don't know. And, um, and they did a lot to try to keep me there. And so, but then I remember I, cause I remember making um, a proposal saying like, I really would need the X amount to stay. Um, and like this, these type of hours. And I really thought they were not going to go for it. Um, and then they ended up coming back with a counter offer even better than what I asked for. And oh, my, wow. Yeah. And in my head, I still said in my heart, I was still no, I don't want to do yes. this. So that's kind Nikki. of what I knew. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so interesting to hear this part of the story Yeah, because you had this moment before you went back for your master's where you were teaching classes, yeah. like yoga classes. Mm-hmm. And you said, you said it was like living in my bliss. Yeah. I loved it. Which is so telling. Right. But then oh you had, gosh, yeah. You had all of these shoulds, right? Like I should, I should finish my undergrad. I should get my master's degree. I should get a corporate wellness job, Mm -hmm. but you always said you were trying to fit yourself into this mold and you just, your body was kind of rejecting it, right? Yeah, it really was. My body, my mind, everything. I just, I kept trying and I just never felt, I just felt so awkward in a lot of situations. I never felt like I fit the professional mold where, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and even in this company, they were, I mean, I was wearing fitness clothes all day. Like it wasn't like I had to be in like a business suit or anything. Like it was still, like I said, just this shy of perfect. And I'm like, why can't I just be a normal person and get a normal job and just be happy? (laughs) Like I would get frustrated with myself. And I would say that to my husband, like, why can't I just like be a doctor or a lawyer and like stick with it. And just like, this is what I want to do. Because that's the way my husband and he, he's known that he's wanted to be a, physician assistant since he was like 15 years old and that's what he's doing today. So I'm like, who does Mm -hmm. that? (laughs) 
right not me so um yeah so you you and your husband you <laughs> left your corporate wellness job yeah and then you and your husband started crunching numbers and mm-hmm. figuring some things out what happened after that um I took a few classes at a place that offered child care so I um you know went to the Y and uh MBA in the croc center which is in my neighborhood and um another yoga studio that was kind of dedicated to moms and I I was teaching like like a lot of classes, um, but all, all over the city. So it was like, I was drunk, you know, driving around and going to all these different places and it was working. And then I learned more about being there and the fact that this child needs a consistent schedule <laughs> and she needs to nap at home in her crib. And I can't just be like dragging her around. This is something that I had no idea. I really much of a, a baby kid person. I had no but like eventually after about three, four months, she'd really need to start getting on a consistent napping mm-hmm. schedule. <laughs> so this was just getting really tough. So then I ended up um, having somebody come over and watch her so I could go teach these classes. And I'm like, this is still not making any sense. Like, I just don't know how to, you know, do this. And you know, so I was not paying her much, but still some. And like, it was just this weird, like, why can't I get this right? Like, what is it that, you know? And so I brought it to the, the question that you asked, um, like 20 minutes ago, um, what, what made me really realize like what I do and I've been avoiding it for years at this point and intentionally, but just like, like, we got to make money. I got to, you know, you have to this and this. Um, so I remember my husband and I, like, we're laying down, we're getting ready for bed, and I'm just talking about it. I'm like, I don't know why he he was kind of, I wouldn't say frustrated, but just, like, he's just so different than I am, where he's just like, why, you know, why can't you just stick to one thing? And and um, so he basically asked the question of, like, it just seems like no matter what you try, you're not happy. And I said, well, like, partially that's true. You know, I've been fitting in this somewhere, and, um, you know. And learning it's a learning curve with having a new dot with having a new child like every day is different and I keep thinking I've got something figured out and then she changes and so it's gonna keep happening and he kind of realized that he's like no you're right like things keep things keep changing and like you're this is just kind of the way you operate and then he finally asked that question of, of well what is it that you really want like what do you want to do like if no boundaries no money like that wasn't an issue like not trying to prove anything to anybody. What is it that you really want? And that's when I said it out loud again, I really want to open my own yoga studio. Um, yeah. that was terrifying. So <laughs> what a great question to ask. Yeah. I think right? so too. how often, yeah. How often do people ask others that, what do you really want to do? Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's just like, it's not as common as you would think. And I think it should right. be more common. Like if there were no, boundaries, no money, no, you know, proving yourself to somebody like no limits. What is it that you want? What would you want to do? And not some people honestly don't have an answer. They're like, I don't know. But most of us have something like that we can at least gravitate to like whether it's, you know, like they want to wine taste in California or like Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they want. They usually have something that like makes them come alive. Um, And throughout all of this, like my personality tends to like I get attracted to the next shiny thing. So I'm, you know, doing this thing. Oh, this is shiny. I want to do this now. Oh, I want to go over <laughs> here. Like, I want to do this. And it's part of my charm and also really for people who are not like, <laughs> I would yeah. say that the one that hasn't been consistent since, you know, I was 
in yoga. So, um, yes, that tell that definitely tell have told me something a lot sooner, but, <laughs> um, and it did like deep down, but I think it's just, yeah, like trying to make, make ends meet and figure out what I can do to, to fit into this corporate world. And it just really wasn't, wasn't working. Yeah. So you said it out loud. Your husband asked you that question. You said, I want to open my own studio. Mm -hmm. What came next? Um, he, we kind of, he was very supportive and was just like, okay, well, let's start thinking about ways that we can, we can move forward in that. Like this is any, I remember him saying like, if this is really what you want, this is what you want. Like every time you get distracted, I'm going to draw you back to like your mm -hmm. why. And this is what you like, remember, you know, you said, now you have like, remember yoga studio. So he me back to that because it's easy for me to get distracted. I just do this. Yeah. He's, so, your, he's your anchor. He is my anchor. <sighs> um, totally. So yeah, that's been good. And we have a, um, a friend of ours, a really good friend of ours who started a coffee shop in um, Lansing with a couple of his buddies. And for years, like we had at this time, I don't even think that he had, they had opened their first one yet. Um, but they were moving forward and they um, ha got some investors and things were starting to happen. So um, he was kind of, a good mentor for us. And I reached out to him and we had always talked about like, Oh, coffee and yoga house. That'd be really cool. Or coffee house and yoga studio. That'd be really cool. Dream. He's just like talked about that kind of there. And, um, so I, I met him and telling him what to do. And something that stuck with me, the way he said it was just like, he said, just start. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> like, how do you, you can't just start, you know, like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, just do something every day that gets you closer to your goal. Like reach out to your neighborhood and see if people want to do yoga in your backyard. Like just figure it out, you know, just start, do something. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just, you just have to put it out there. So, um, wow. That's great advice. Just start. Yeah. Um, it was kind of shocking to hear that. Cause I just, I just, in your head, when you want to start a business, you just get all these things like, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Like you just feel so overwhelmed, especially if you're not a natural entrepreneur or a business person, you know, like I have no business experience. I think I took a business course in college, like community college years ago, but, um, that's it, you know? And so basically I, that weekend, I remember opening up my laptop and, posting in our, my neighborhood group. Um, we have like a Facebook page for our group. And I said, Hey, would anybody be interested in, you know, doing yoga at the park this summer and just for free or donation based or whatever. And I got like comment after comment, after comment, after comment, which was like me, 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 that'd be so awesome. That'd be so awesome. We need something over here. Cool. Cool. And so uh, I started a group and, um, and then called it Heights Yoga Project. I, I think I called it that right away because I just, I, like the sound of it and um Alger Heights is the neighborhood that I live in and um it's a project it really was it's just this thing that I started and I don't even know I didn't even really know where it was gonna go if anywhere and so just put it out there um and then I think it was within like three days I had almost 400 members in this group wow yeah and I just was like okay then people are really interested in this um so yeah I started doing Saturday mornings um, at 9 a.m. And I did free classes, I think. Or maybe I think I left a donation box. This is several years ago now, maybe almost four years ago now. Um, <clears throat> so I left a donation box and the park just let us use it basically for free. 
And every morning, just every Saturday, I just went out there and led classes. Um, and it, it turned out really well. Like by the, you know, some days it was smaller, other days it was huge. Like it was just kind of random. So that was my starting point of, mm -hmm. you know, this idea that I really want to do my own thing. That's, that's a pretty <laughs> cool way to launch. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's a, I mean, just starting a Facebook page, right. Any, anyone has, can do that and has access to that. Exactly. And then building that following, you built it pretty quickly. Yeah, it was, it was pretty quick. Um, and I still, you know, was figuring out like Facebook group and a page and like, didn't have an Instagram. Like I, I didn't really understand. I'm not like a social media guru person, you know? So I was just kind of like, well, I'll just put it out there and start. <laughs> so that's kind of where it was for that summer. We just sort of yeah. did some yoga classes and left it at that. So Nikki, one thing I heard you say is actually two things that I heard you said. You said, I'm not a, I'm not a business person mm -hmm. and I'm not a social media guru. Can yeah. you, can you talk about what were those voices in your head saying? Like what were, what were those doubting voices saying? What were your fears what were the reasons that you told yourself why this would not work? Oh my gosh. Where do I start? <laughs> um, yeah, I had a lot of fears. Um, I mean, there are dozens of yoga studios in Grand Rapids. Um, so there was that lie of, you know, well, it's been done. There's already so many yoga studios. What can I bring that's unique? Why would anybody come to my classes? Um, why don't I just like join somebody else's studio? So that was, that was a big, a big one for me. And just, and then I would go to these other studios and constantly feel like, Oh, there's so much, you know, like they are better teachers or they have this much more knowledge than I do. And I just took so much time off of like training that I really got to go back and like get more training before I do this, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm just not like, I'm not good enough. Like I it really felt that I had that aspect of it. Um, there was, of course, like the business thing of like, I hate numbers and math and like anything charting graphs. Like I can't, like, I Same. can't, you know, <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't do build a website. See, there's just, you know, in social media, I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay at it, but you know, there's a lot of missing pieces that I'm sure I are missing. And so I'm kind of like, I'll just post something and and it started getting, you know, just a little overwhelming with all the things that I felt like I wasn't capable of. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else. There oh, were big lies. <laughs> so, and on top of this, right, you're a new mom. Yeah. You're only one person. Only one person. I have my husband who also has a full-time job. Um, and he is really good at a lot of like, he's good at a lot of things, but maybe not an expert at some of like, so he's like, I can build a website. It would be okay, but not great. Or I can help you with social media. It would be, it would be fine. But you know, so it's kind of all of these, like, you know, like we could do it, but it's not going to be like great or like perfect, you know? And, but, and then a lot of that kind of like keeping track of numbers sort of fell on him. And then I would feel, and he was happy to do it, but I would feel bad, you know, like I should, do this or we should just get somebody else to do it. We don't have any money. So like, you right. know, we didn't have the finances because I'm doing all donation classes. And so there was, there was just a huge piece of that where it was just like, it was just the two of us. And I felt really like alone and just like, what, what's the next step? Like, what do we do? 
Um, yeah. You know, I kind of, I read a few books and a lot of things did say like, just do the next right thing. Like the, the next right thing, not necessarily like looking 15 steps ahead, like what's the next right piece. And so I just came up with this mantra, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, uh, in the beginning. It was trust the process. Oh yes. Um, because it is a huge process. And every day when I would doubt myself or every time in, and it was, I remember saying to my husband, like after a class, I was just like, you know, sometimes in the morning I'm like, Oh, what if nobody comes or this and this. And then I would get there and there are these people that are showing up and I would just like, I would feel so alive afterwards. I would leave just feeling so inspired and like, Oh my gosh, like, this is what I love. Like I love doing this. And so that kind of kept me going. And, um, the process of, you know, like realizing sometimes things fail and sometimes it works out and it's great, but like failure means you're trying failure doesn't mean that you should give up. It's just, it's just a, it's a stepping stone. It's yeah. okay. Well that didn't work. Let's try something else, you know? And, um, so that's kind of where that came from. I love that you use that hashtag trust yeah. the process. It's such a nice reminder. And I love what you said about the advice that you got from one of those books yeah. about just take the next right step. Yes. Don't look too far into the future. Just take the next right step in front of you. Right. That's great. Yeah. Nikki. So you talked a little bit about some of your challenges and I want to dive into those a little bit more. Okay. So at this mm-hmm. point in time, you're trying to operate a yoga business with very little money yes. and no, no space. You're doing classes in the park. Yeah. So what other challenges did you face? And then you talked about the lessons that you learned and what were those lessons? Ooh. Um, yeah. So when it was in the summertime and we had a pretty good following, we, I had a lot of regulars and you know, things, things were going pretty well. Um, and then we had this group that really wanted to continue um, classes in the fall. So that required an inside space because Michigan is not, <laughs> you cannot do yoga outside in winter. Correct. In the fall. So um, I was kind of like, well, where should we go? I don't have money to like rent a space. I don't, you know, like what should I do? Um, so the park that we were in, um, had like this little gymnasium area. And so I contacted the park and asked, you know, what would it take for me to, to just use the space on Saturday mornings? And they had some other programs going, but, um, so it was basically $35 a class or to rent the space for an hour. So, you know, so we moved into this dingy gym, the floors were like, Meh, you know, like mm, not gym floors. Gym floors, yeah. It was, it's... you know, what kind of floor it was for people listening. It was <laughs> the Kappa Gymatorium from elementary school. Oh my gosh, it so was. Yes, that was <laughs> the kind of floor, and it was really echoey in there, and like so you couldn't hear unless you were basically screaming. And like I had like a small speaker, and like, but it was just really funny because people still came. Like I mean, people came and so I was just like all right they honestly just want to do yoga they like don't care where we go and so you know we started this and we started doing um classes there on Saturdays um and then I got a um invitation to lead another class on Mondays at a local church in the neighborhood um Elder Park uh church and so they 
they opened up their doors and I added a Monday class. And I remember like posting that and it was like a seven thirty class. And like that first night we were like packed. We did it in the nursery and we had like, I don't know, like 30, 40 people in this like little tiny space. And it was just like packed in there. And we had to move all these toys out of the way. It was just hilarious. So, um, <laughs> but you know, so that was really cool. Like we went there. Um, yeah, we did that. And then we started just, you know, kind of, it leveled out a little bit. It wasn't as many people, of course, like every single week, but we had a good Monday night group. We had our Saturday class going. It seemed to be like in a good place. And then guess what happened? Oh no. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I got pregnant again. Uh, yep. <laughs> baby so, number two. <laughs> baby number two. Um, so that kind of put, put some things into perspective. Um, what am I going to do? We've got this following, we have these people and obviously this baby's going to come and, you know, I've got to take some time away. And so that's when, um, I started reaching out to some other people to see how we could get them involved. So, um, actually, and a lot of people actually reached out to me. I wasn't necessarily, I think I had people asking me like, Hey, when this grows, you know, I would love to teach with you and this and that. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, it was cool. And they were like kind of in the neighbor, like in the area. And I had met some, some people at different places that we kept in touch and they were like, well, if you ever, you know, need extra teachers, like let me know. And, um, so I started with, uh, one or two teachers that reached out to me and, um, and kind of started, you know, auditioning them with my group, I would let them lead a class, and then I would take the class and have my students kind of leave a little paper review of what they thought and, and then bring them on after that, if it went well. So um, we got a, we got a few teachers involved. Um, and so we we're basically like running this grassroots style business. Um, and they knew right off the bat, I really didn't have much to pay, but you know, we kept track of the donations and then I, you know, we got, we ended up becoming a registered business and we got, um, like we got quote, quote unquote payroll and like I would write checks and give them to them. And so it started moving in a pretty good direction, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it got a little bit more complicated, um, as we brought more people on, as I left for maternity leave, as I needed to quote unquote, take time off. But I really didn't. I was basically posting for social media almost daily. I was still like, I have this colicky newborn and a toddler. And I'm trying to and I ended up coming back um, 10 weeks postpartum to leave my classes again. And you know, like, just got into this, like, what am like, what am I doing? And then I have all these teachers that wanted to get involved. And instead of really just being a little bit more careful about like we really can only have like two teachers right now because I don't mm -hmm. have that kind of like I wanted everybody involved because I was excited that people wanted to like be a part of this um and they were just amazing people so um and we got some people uh, a friend of mine started doing some marketing with me and so that was helpful but again of course I wanted to pay her for her time and she's valuable so make sure she knew that and that was hard. And then I had a business coach that I thought I needed and she gave me some great advice, but obviously like it's expensive. So I just, I couldn't necessarily keep up with that. And I'm like, all of these things are pouring out financially and I'm still doing donation based classes. Um, and that just did not, did not even out very well. So Nikki, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds so overwhelming. It really was. I can't even imagine like you're, I, you're a, a new mom again. So yeah. It's so like starting baby. all over because yes. it's totally different than Charlie. Yeah. Was, so. <laughs> you're trying to 
hire staff, manage a staff. Yeah. You're trying to get business coaching. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like you have this huge pull still of feeling like you want to be a mom and a business owner, but struggling with that work-life balance. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. Like it was, it was a whirlwind and I knew this is really what I wanted to do. And I just kept, I kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. And we had some, some, you know, failed partnerships that, that were involved. And it just, I was really excited about some of these partnerships and it just Mm -hmm. didn't work out, um, you know, for personal reasons. And I mean, still, still like great friends and everything, but, um, it just, it, you know, and I think, I think there was hesitation on their end as well of kind of like, I don't even know if she's ready to do this. And it was this like, Ah. you know, nothing was ever spoken that way. And maybe, maybe a little bit, but it was kind of, you know, I, one of my friends did say like, you really have to be all in or get out because you like, this is, you know, and maybe, maybe you can be all in later. Maybe this isn't the right time. And it was, it felt really, it was really hard to hear that. Like, no, like I can keep doing this. I can like, I can push, like, this is my dream. Like I have to like do this, but Mm -hmm. babies, you know, they take time. They require a lot of energy. And especially when they're that little, it was just, I was trying to do like more than 40 hours a week on my own, not getting paid. And then also raising a family and running a Uh, household and, you know, and I still had a few other responsibilities as far as teaching classes and things like that. So it just ended up being like, it was just so much to handle. And and we, we ended up moving into um, a space that we were really excited about um, because they were like a, like a, almost like a, I don't want to say CrossFit style gym, but like boot camp style gym. And yes. it was a small little area in Elder Heights. I thought, well, like they could use yoga and our students probably would like to like, you know, so we kind of like did this dual membership thing and we thought, okay, it's kind of like a studio, like, but it was a gym. So it's like these rubber floors and there's like dumbbells everywhere and like heavy weight machines and like weird, like yeah. bright lights and stuff. And so you know, and we were so thankful for the space, but it just, at the time, it yeah. probably felt like the next, it right did, step. it really did. And not to say that it was wrong, but it just, it just did not go the way that we thought. So like I had all these things like, Oh, we're moving into this space and like, we're adding these classes with these teachers. And so like, like I tried to almost have everybody have their own class. And like, I was really excited because we we're going to have all these classes and running out of the studio. And, um, it just like petered out, like, people weren't coming to the space and people like, it was just too much at one time. And, um, so then I ended up taking over some of the classes and, you know, I had like three at the time, maybe four, and it was just too many different things at too many different places. So we had, we, we left the gym. We had all of our classes at the, the church and like some at this other studio, um, like almost every night. And it just was like, like we're running a studio, but not really, you know, Um, And the population that like the crossover population that we were working with in this gym just didn't seem to respond to yoga. They had their routine and then they were just done. Like they didn't really want to come to our classes. So, um, Mm -hmm. and vice versa, we had maybe a couple of our group go to their classes and it really didn't mix and match well. So, you know, I had to, we decided that after the Christmas time, we would say like, okay, we're going to be done with that. And that felt really like a big failure to me. It felt like a huge disappointment oh, of like, yeah. I really tried to like this next thing. We had like a staff meeting and we were all excited about getting these classes and like, and it just failed, you know? And it was just like, ugh, like, what do I even do? Like, I just was so burnt out and so overwhelmed. And so just like, this is supposed to be my dream. And I'm like, I feel like every corner I turn, this person 
says that they want to be involved and then it doesn't work out or this, you know, studio is going to host us and then nobody comes. And like, should I have not, should I have just stayed at the gym and just like kept it simple longer or what? But I think it was just trying to move forward. That's what I thought was yeah. the best thing. So, so at this time, you're feeling really overwhelmed. Things with this boot camp gym is are not working out. Yeah. <laughs> and you decided to take a league of absence. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So pretty much like after, so it was during the holiday season and I had thought about um, like, what if I just took like the month of December off or like, you know, closed for like a couple weeks for Christmas because you know, that like a lot of people go out of town and it's just like, I, I've seen studios do that before. Like it's not unheard of. And then I can kind of just like, we can, I don't have to worry about, cause I was like, I have a lot of things happening this holiday season and it would, you know, if my teachers can't teach, then I'm the one that has to do it or I have to, um, find a sub or cancel it, you know? And so, um, I thought, well, that might be a good idea. And I talked to my staff about it and they were kind of not thinking that was the greatest idea. They're like, well, you really need to be consistent. And like, I just worry that if you do that, like you're going to have a hard time starting back up again and this and that. So I'm like, okay, like that makes sense. And so I just kept, I didn't, I kept it open, kept doing what we were doing. And, um, and then I got really sick that winter and, um, most of my teachers had other obligations. And so they had to, like, I had to take their classes um, or they couldn't teach. And so, or like, you know, I was supposed to teach, but I couldn't cause I was too sick and nobody was available cause they were gone. Ugh. Um, so I, it just felt like, I just felt like a big flake and I hated that. Like, it was just like every other day it was like class, no class tonight or like this and that. And it was just like, this is not, this is, this is why I wanted to take a break because I knew that, yes. you know, I, I just like, can't do this it, all. And it feels like broken promises to yeah. your followers. Yeah. And so I just felt so like I was disappointing everybody, disappointing myself, disappointing my staff, um, just felt really frustrated with the whole thing. Um, and then, you know, I had a really great conversation with, uh, um, one of my teachers and, um, she was helping me with marketing for a while. And, um, and she kind of, you know, put things into perspective. And that's what she was the one that gave me that conversation of like, you really have to be all in or like take some time off because, and that she's made that very like, and that's okay. Like, if that's what you need, like, that's okay. Like maybe you pursue your dream like later or go back to simplifying, you know, or like, and I just was like, it, it hurt at first. Like, no, like, it's not that bad. Like here are all, all the reasons why, like I was canceling classes. Like I had, you know, like all these excuses were coming into my head, like, you know, like, no, I, I am, I am all in, I am all in, you know? And, um, but I really wasn't. And I wanted to be so bad. I just, I just couldn't at the time. Like mm-hmm. I just was getting so frustrated. And at this time we were working with a realtor and actually pursuing space spaces. We were pursuing a, a building loan for like a ton of money. And I got really freaked out. Like I was like, this is, this is terrifying. Like this is, and I was like, is it, beca- is it terrifying because like, I'm just scared that it's going to fail and I want to give up. Or is it terrifying because I'm really not ready for this? You know, like, oh, yeah. I just, I didn't know because I've seen people get in those, but I was like, what if we get this loan? And then this, we don't even like, I'm just not ready, you know? And I felt very burnt out. I felt tired. I was like, if I'm already burned out and I don't even have a studio. Like I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, so you know, I had that conversation with my friend and really it was like, no, like she had good points. Like I really need to evaluate if this is, 
like if I'm all in I was like am I not all in and that made me really sad I was like don't I want a yoga studio don't I want this isn't this my dream like and um and it and so like I kind of got to that place where I had to start going back to my why and sometimes just because you have a dream doesn't always mean that it's the right time or like my family really needed to be priority for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I kind of talked to my husband about it. And at first he was like, after all of this, like you're going to quit and not, he didn't say that, but it was just, that's kind of how he felt. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not done. Like, I don't want to quit. I was like, I just, I need to to step back. Like I, I really need my, like I, my, my own practice as a yoga practitioner, um, you know how important it is to get to your mat for yourself. And, and I don't even remember the last time that I Oh, done and that. that, that wasn't happening. No, yeah. it was not. It was like, I would prepare my classes and like, you know, um, work it out a little bit here and there. And once in a while I would get to my own, my mat, but I didn't have a membership anywhere. I wasn't receiving, I was just doing my own thing and like losing inspiration and just feeling very, or like I would do like an online thing here and there, but just very uninspired, very just like, bleh. um, yeah. just didn't feel like you know, teaching anymore. And I just felt like, Oh, like what the heck, you know, I need to find my fuel again and, um, find my passion if this is really what I'm going to do. Um, and so I just decided, you know, after that conversation that I'm going to take that leave and I talked to Alex about it and and my husband and and he was worried that I was like giving up altogether. I was like, after all this, like, (laughs) and I said, no, like, I was like, I definitely don't think that that's the case. Like I have to do yoga in my life. Like this is, this is always going to be part of me. But I was like, we have two small children under the age of three. I'm, you know, trying to, we're both trying to do this with very little money. Like I'm, you know, there's, we need more people to help and we can't get those people because we don't have the finances to give them what they deserve. So it was just this big, like, I was like, I have to pull away. I I have to take like four to six months off, you know, and just stop doing it and focus on my family put my phone down, stop posting on social media every five minutes, like just be with my family. Um, It sounds like, so during this time, right before you took the leave, you were questioning everything. Mm -hmm. You were consumed with all of these doubts. Yes. And I really liked your friend's advice of you need to step back to move forward. Yeah. And that's basically what. Yeah. So what I had to do. Yeah. So this leave was just a step back because you said you needed to simplify and you needed to go back to your mat and your practice. Yeah. And I, and I really, if I was being totally honest, I don't really feel like I was trusting the process. It felt like a lot of the things that I was doing to move forward weren't very organic. It was very forced. Um, even like looking at buildings, my realtor is fantastic. Um, but we just kept doors just kept closing. Like we would mm-hmm. pursue a building and it would seem like, yeah, like these guys are they're on board. Like let's move forward. Let's start like uh-huh. making a floor plan. And then they'd be like, just kidding. We don't really want to invest in a new venture and just pull out completely. And like it, all these spaces that even today they're still out for lease and we could have been in there, but they just didn't want to work with a new venture or whatever the reason, you know? And so we were just like, okay, like, gosh, maybe this neighborhood isn't even the right place. Like I, I was just like really frustrated. And, and I was like, well, how, how much do you push before you realize like, this isn't right. Or like, you need to take a step back or like, I'm not trusting the process. Um, yeah. It just didn't forcing. feel, 
you could tell in your gut, it just didn't feel like the right time. Yeah, it really didn't. Like, I was just, I was like, if we do this, like, we, like, I just don't think I'm just terrified. Like, this, and it wasn't even fear of like, like failing or, I mean, uh, you know, of course, somewhat, but it was just like, this just doesn't feel right. Like, this just mm-hmm. isn't right. I need to step back. I'm overwhelmed. And I was, you know, of course, getting distracted with other things. And um, so that was just telling for me. And I think, it was really great. I wrote a, I was really nervous. I was like, I have, and I'm, I'm a very open, honest person with my tribe and I um, have shared with them like, yeah, we want to have a studio in the neighborhood someday. Like it wasn't a secret. It wasn't something that, you know, I kept, I thought, you know, if, the more I say it, the more like support we'll get. And like, you know, people really want this. Um, so it was out there. So it felt like, you know, by taking a leave, I'm letting all these people down mm-hmm. that have followed me, that have trusted me, that have believed that we're going to have a studio someday. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm such a failure. I'm letting all these people down. Um, But I knew like, I have to do this. And, you know, maybe we'll lose a lot of people when we start back up again. But maybe not. Maybe, you know, I just I just didn't know. I just knew Mm -hmm. that this was something I had to do. Um, So So you so you took this leave. Yeah, I wrote wrote a blog post. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tell us about that. It was really vulnerable. It was basically just saying very, very discreet. It wasn't like these people, this happened. Like it was just, you know, we've had some setbacks and things that just, it just doesn't feel like it's moving very organically and, and mentioning that how basically I, I've never had a break um, since starting. And even after having my baby who was colicky for three months and it was, you know, just, just never, never stopped. Um, And just really vulnerable and like, and shared my heart with this tribe of these people and how much like they're the reason why I wanted to keep going and want to pursue this because of them. And, you know, this is the reason why I do it. And I was, I was worried, you know, that people were going to just, rejected or just be like oh my gosh I I honestly really I really thought that I was going to lose people they would just be so disappointed and um but every single person that responded and reached out to me was just like I think it's so great that you're like being honest with yourself and you know you're taking time for your family like you never will get that time back you know and everybody was just so supportive and loving through it and was just like I think you made the right decision and um, you know, we'll find other places to practice, but don't worry. We'll like come find you if you start teaching and get like, just yeah. really, really like I never, and if there weren't things, you know, that people were thinking, I never heard them. So, um, what a great response. Yeah, it really was. And it was, it was encouraging, like just knowing, okay, like I have built these friendships and these relationships and this tribe. And I hope, I hope, you know, in the future that we'll get back to it. Um, So Nikki, you took this leave. Give us, uh, let's fast forward. Give us an update. Where are you at right now with Heights Yoga Project? Yeah. Um, So I took the leave, really felt refreshed. I'm a very busy person, so I still kept myself busy, but with things to do for myself. Um, Something I've been really learning is, especially moms, we we evaluate or um, associate our happiness with other people's happiness. So, oh, yes. you know, if my kids are happy and my husband's happy and my friends, my family, everybody around me is happy, then I'm happy. I'm good. Okay. Everybody's happy. Like, okay. But it really has nothing to do with that. Like, I don't want to be like completely selfish and never do anything for my family ever. But if I never pour into myself, then I really can't do any of those things for them. So, um, so I'm really like trying to organize my life and just like prioritize my family. I remember just, I got off social media for those few months completely and just 
you know, and just put my phone down and looked at my children and laugh with them and just, you know, really just tried to give them the attention that they needed. Um, it was really refreshing. I got to my mat, um, practiced very consistently again, which was great and just felt like the love was back. And, um, and I felt after about three, four months, I was ready to start teaching again. And, um, there was a small space like that, that opened up over in my neighborhood and it's called the Grand Rapids Yoga Co-op. And um, so I had met with her a few times knowing that she had kind of wanted to do this. And I thought, well, if you're going to be over here, like, I don't want to compete, you know, like, why don't we work together and um, very much community driven person. And she, it's this little space if it's maybe 12 people. Um, she's got props, she's got a wood floor, you know, she's got uh, yoga things that you need. And I thought, well, why don't I just teach a class over here? It's her building. I don't have to, you know, do the work for it. <laughs> like yeah. I can post, you know, here and there and just tell people that I've got a class again. And um, so anyway, I started teaching there on Monday nights again and it's been great. Like it started kind of slow again, like, you know, the first couple of weeks we had, but I, I think it's been pretty full, like nine to 10 people. Um, and that's about all I can fit in there. So yeah, it's actually been really good and just kind of getting back into teaching, feeling inspired again, feeling, you know, like these people came back to me and um, a little concerned that if I, we have more than 10 people, like, where are we going to go? But that's a good feeling. Like we are getting a little packed out um, and it's just me. So, um, so I just kind of have been doing that and I started working at a, uh, another retail position just to bring in a little bit of money while my husband was, uh, is part-time. So I've been doing that um, and feeling like a lot better life balance, especially with my kids. They're old enough, like they're playing together and started sending them to a daycare a few days a week. So I can really like either work or put, like use that time to work on content and things like that for, yeah. for Heights Yoga Project. Um, Ooh, yeah. So you're teaching again. Yeah. Teaching one class. Tell, tell us what's the next right step uh trust the process yeah (laughs) I um I'm not entirely sure I'm still teaching and we and I I teach a few classes at the Croc Center still um where I can you know bring my kids or just go there and then um I have this new position at uh my retail store so that's been great so far and so it's a little bit it's a little bit confusing I'm kind of like what is the next right step and we um I, you know, can't share a whole lot at this point, but there have been things that have started to happen, um, very organically, um, partnerships, you know, arising that I did not pursue, did not seek out, have not been seeking space. Um, and things are just starting to become clear, um, and just making a lot more, like, I just, I haven't even had to really try, which is totally different. Like, you know, you put yourself out there. Oh, yeah. And so there's, there's pieces of this puzzle that are starting to come together and it makes me look back at all of the struggles and be like, maybe that's what all this was for. Um, You know, like try not to read into it too much, but like, what if we would have gotten into that space over there and took out this crazy loan and then like, never would have had this opportunity. Um, And so I'm looking at that in the future and there's some moving pieces still up in the air, but there's a lot of potential and things are happening in with, with the yoga project. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I feel a lot more confident and motivated to do it instead of before I felt so doubtful and it just kept pushing through and it felt like 
I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, who am I to do this? And now um, I've gotten a lot, I don't know, I've gotten a lot more confident in, in this realization that like, yeah, it's been done before. Everything's been done before, you know, doesn't mean, but it hasn't been done by me. So um, Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said about that. And if this opportunity really does present itself, it's something worth pursuing. And I feel like I have to pursue it. I want to pursue it. And, you know, I'm at that mentality of like, if it doesn't work, um, I know that I tried and I gave it everything I, I had. Um, And I think, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm teaching the classes. I'm still kind of, and I'm starting to build, um, online content. So I'm using, I'm using, um, the classes that I teach on Mondays and recording them. And I'm hoping to build, um, like an online platform. It could be as simple as starting like a Facebook group and you pay 10 bucks a month for unlimited yes, access, you great. know, so I have some residual income and breaking yeah. down, breaking down poses in a short video. And I've got people interested in like helping me with those, like being um, models or the students. So I don't have to like do the, do the class um, myself and try to teach it. So starting to work on that. And that's been, that's been going, people are really excited about it. So um, I love the way you talk about (laughs) trusting the process. Yeah. And I, you use the word, let it happen organically and don't yeah. force, don't force anything. Cause when you force it, it's, yeah. it's led you into not a great place. It really has. And, and it's a fine line because, um, I thought I, I really thought I was doing things more organic. Like I thought, okay, like this makes sense. This person said, yes, like we'll do this. And, um, but you know, like not taking those, those situations as like failures but maybe Mm -hmm. just this maybe just a misstep maybe just kind of like okay well that didn't work like we learned let's go over here now like kind of that perspective and learning yeah you know and not being like embarrassed by it like it was it was embarrassing it was like okay we have these classes just kidding and it was just just not the right not the right atmosphere for, for our group and um and so like some of those missteps I think it's just I thought I was doing the next right thing I thought you know this makes sense let's it just got it just got too much for where we were at, where it's just the two of us um, really trying to push through and basically run a studio without a studio. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, now it seems everything that has happened so far, getting back into, I wrote a blog, blog post um, saying, you know, we're back, we're going to do this class over at Burton, Grand Rapids Co-op. Um, I'm excited. We're going to just start there and see what happens and look for special events and online platform. So that's basically kind of where I left off because I'm like, well, if I am one person and I'm building this content and I have weekly videos just like done and then I put them out there and I'm making residual income and people are still getting, you know, and I'm not having like 20 people that I have to pay. And so I think it's, it's been a good um, transition, I think, just starting something back up smaller and seeing what happens next. And then from there is where opportunities have started to arise where I'm yes. just shocked and like unexpected like this is not how okay like I have to I have to seek it out so yeah more to, step more to back. come on that <laughs> yeah step back to move forward yes Nikki sure. before we wrap up is there anything else that you would like to add Ooh, um yeah I think one of the biggest things that I've learned through this whole process is like I think believing in yourself, which sounds so cheesy, but, um, 
it's it had always been I think me that was the doubting one like it was nobody else around me really doubted they were kind of like no yeah you're awesome you can do this Mm -hmm. and my husband like yeah okay well let's do this we're doing this you're awesome like I think you can do anything you set your mind to and then there was then there was this voice inside my head like causing those doubts and I think if you can find a way to just push through those and work through them and maybe say them out loud and then just move forward um I've come a long way from that where it's like I have to like pep talk myself. Like I'll be doing things and just sort of like, no, like I'm confident. I'm strong. I can do this. I'm a fantastic teacher. Like just like speaking truth into my life and not, not believing into those lies and it doesn't work every time. But, um, you know, I think, and there's something to be said about, you know, act confident and people will think you're confident and then you'll become confident. (laughs) Yes. And that I remember that's how it started with yoga. I remember my first, very first class ever teaching. And I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. (laughs) And I literally just got up there and pretended like I knew what I was doing. And then I had people come up to me and be like, and it worked. (laughs) So uh, there's something to be said about fake it till you make it. But you know, it's there. You know what I mean when I'm saying that where it's like, just do things that make you feel confident, like get your life in order. Um, I've been really trying to just stay, just get my life in order and make sure my family is priority. Um, and so I think there was a lot to be said about that. And it wasn't that I was lazy. It was just, there was too many moving parts and I couldn't do it all. And then I just got tired and didn't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. So realizing now it's like, okay, what are my priorities? You can't do it all you know, and how do you kind of make the most of your time? Like I look at people, obviously famous people have a lot of like help. Um, but I look at, look at people who have the same time in a day that I have and they get so much done. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not utilizing my time properly. (laughs) So (laughs) that was something that I've been learning a lot of just like utilizing my time more efficiently and just, you know, believing in yourself because everybody else does. And if they don't, they don't need to be your friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Believe in yourself. I love yeah. it. Nikki, we're going to wrap up. I want to ask okay. you a question that we ask all of our guests on the podcast. <laughs> okay. And that, and that is what does being a warrior mean to you? <laughs> um, well, the first time you asked me that question, I, I don't know if I can say it on the air. Uh <laughs> I said, um, being a warrior means being, being a badass. And I think there's something to be said about that. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. so like, it's a huge, it's just a well-rounded term where it's just like, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But I think going back to believing in yourself and like doing things that y- you know are right for you and your dream and your goal, even if it doesn't make sense to everybody else. So there's, there's people, this is something that I've learned over the years, especially me trying to fit into a mold that wasn't working for me in so many senses of the form. I thought that's what everybody else wants. That's what's expected of me. That's what I should be doing. Being a warrior means kind of going against the curve and, and being okay with it and being, nope, this is right for me. And here's why. Um, Being a warrior is, I think, knowing and trusting your why of, you know, the reason behind why you want to go after your goal, your dream, whatever that may be. Um, That's such a great answer. I hope so. I love that. Being a warrior <laughs> is being a badass. Yes. And trusting your why. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Um, Nikki, where can people find you or follow you? What are your like social media and websites? Uh, it's heightyogaproject.com is my website. Okay. And it is not fancy right now. So we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> we have one. Um, and then Heights Yoga Project on Instagram and uh, Facebook. 
So we have a Facebook group. If you join the group, please turn on your notifications so that you get the uh, notifications about where we're at next. Yes. And we have a page as well, Heights Yoga Project. And then email heightsyogaproject at gmail.com. So all real simple. I love it. Yeah. You can find her at Heights Yoga Project on all the things. All of the things. Yes. Yes. That's great. Nikki, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are too. And (laughs) we'll talk soon. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Bye, Nick. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast, please take a second, head over to iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. Also, share it with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Weekly Warrior Podcast or find us on Facebook. Stay tuned every Friday when we release a new episode. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.